Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. It's another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. Walter Storholt here alongside David Dickens. Of course, he is the president and wealth advisor of KC Financial Advisors. And on today's show... We're gonna do. It's like it's like one of those mystery shows, David. I feel like I should do it in one of those, uh, you know, like TV voices. Like, whatever happened to the Stretch IRA? We're gonna talk about it on today's show. Uh, so yes, the Stretch, the Stretch IRA. I feel like we used to talk about it all the time, and now we never mention it. And there's some good reasons for that, David. There are some good reasons for that. We still talk about it. The the um, the theory of it in my office with a lot of clients, but the Stretch IRA died. And uh, it's there's more, no, it's more nostalgic nowadays. There's than no else. resurrecting it. There are kind of some ways you can sort of still do what you're trying to do. But I thought it was a good topic for today because it comes up in my office, oh, probably six or eight times a year with various okay. clients. And so uh, I figured that was a kind of a common group for who listens to our podcasts. Perfect. Well, let's dive into the discussion then. Let's roll the time machine back a little bit and go back to when stretch IRAs did exist. What were they? Why were they important and effective so much that we talked about them all the time? Yeah, so uh, prior to the SECURE Act, which was um, January of 2020, you used to be able to leave your IRA to anybody, basically, but if you left it to a your kid or some minor, maybe a grandchild, maybe a niece, a nephew, and maybe they were, maybe you were 70 and they were 25, they used to be able to keep that IRA alive until they died. So they could have that tax deferral working for them for 25 or 35 or 45 or 55 years. And it was a very common discussion to have in our office. Okay, let's make sure that we get these IRAs so they can live as long as possible. Which assets are we going to give to the younger people and which are we going to give to the older people? But the SECURE Act in January of 2020 eliminated this. And for the vast majority of people who inherit IRAs, there's this 10-year clean-out period, where after 10 years, uh, you have to have it cleaned out. You can't let it survive more than that. There's a couple of nuances. We're going to go through two of those different nuances today. I'm going to give you a couple of examples, and hopefully at the end, it gives our listeners some good ideas as to interesting and profitable ways to leave money to the correct beneficiaries. Okay, perfect. So we have this new set of rules from the SECURE Act, and that's this thing that totally came out, changed a lot of things, but certainly changed the stretch IRA strategy for leaving that IRA to someone else, especially a minor, right? Exactly. So the first category of minors would be if you're leaving it to your own child who happens to be a minor. So really, this is a fairly it's a really narrow group of people. Not that many 60 and 70 year olds have young children. So it's probably a, an adult who died young and they still had minor children. And for whatever reason, they decided to designate the beneficiaries of that as their children. So if it's your kid and they're a minor, which I'm going to use age of 21 here, just in my example, they are something called an eligible designated beneficiary, an EDB. That is a special little category of beneficiaries. And what all that means is, during the time that they are a minor, they have to take required distributions out based on their life expectancy. But once they are no longer a minor, then the 10-year clean-out clock starts 
ticking. And so then they have to continue to take required distributions out in those years one through nine after they've become of majority. And then in the 10th year, they have to have it totally cleaned out. So quick example, girl named Bethany, 13 years old, inherits an IRA from her mother. And so since Bethany inherited from her mother and she's under 21, she is an eligible designated beneficiary. And so she can stretch these distributions up until her 21st birthday. So that would be for uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, eight years where she has to take a distribution based on her young life. So it's not a very big percentage of the account. But once she turns 21, then in that year, she has 10 more years remaining to clean it out. She'll have to take a required distribution when she's 21 and 22 and 23. But in the year that she turns 31, she just has to clear that out. Now, chances are pretty good that Bethany is, well, Bethany's probably in a 0% tax bracket when she's 13 and 14 and 15 and 16 years old. So the money went in, her mother put it in and got a tax deferral a tax deduction off of her uh, uh, income tax in the year she put it in. And then Bethany gets to pull it out probably tax-free, depending on how big this account was. And then once she's 21, 22, 23, well, it kind of depends on what she does for a living. It's still a viable strategy, but that window is so narrow because you have to be, you have to uh, die and leave your account to your kid who is a minor. So that's going to be a pretty narrow category. The bigger category and which encompasses a lot of my clients is leaving those accounts or part of those accounts to your grandchildren, uh, nieces, nephews, etc., who would still be minors. So there are some real specific and different rules here. A minor who is not your child, you leave money in an IRA to a minor who is not your child, they are not an eligible designated beneficiary. So they're mm-hmm. like any other beneficiary. That would include like grandchildren, that kind of thing too? Exactly. So your grandchildren, I mean, at that point, it's it's pretty, anybody, you could leave your IRA to somebody you're not even related to. Uh, And if they're a minor, the 10-year clock starts ticking. Maybe a specific example is the best. Let's say that Sam was 75 when he died, and he left money to his beneficiaries in his traditional IRA to... um, his grandson, Dustin, and Dustin's age 12. So Dustin's his grandson, so he's not an eligible designated beneficiary. So he has to start cleaning this account out, in this case, each year, because Sam, the now deceased owner, was already taking his required minimum distributions. This has all been made so unnecessarily complicated in my mind because of layer upon layer of of laws that have been passed. But if Sam had died and he was only 70, then his grandson Dustin would not have to take annual distributions out of the IRA, but he'd still have to clean it out before the end of the 10th year. If that sounds a little confusing, that's because it is. Beneficiaries that inherit IRAs from a person who had not yet started required minimum distributions, which everybody now knows is age 73, those beneficiaries do not have to take annual distributions, but they still have to clean out the account by the end of the 10th year. So, you know, in this case, Sam died, Dustin inherited the money, and he started taking required distributions at age 12. 
which are probably, they're going to end up being way smaller than the amount of the IRA that uh, Sam left to his grandson, Dustin. And then the 10th year might end up being a really large distribution when Dustin is, I guess he would be 23 in that 10th year. Now, Dustin could take out as much or as little as he wants in any of those years. He doesn't. There's no requirement that he takes out too much. There's just a requirement he can't take out too little. When we talk about this in my office, the question still comes up, well, so is leaving money to my grandkids still a good idea in an IRA? And the answer that we usually come up with is it can still be a terrific idea. If you leave your IRA, big chunks of your IRA to your kids, and your kids are doing well, well, they're going to be in a pretty high tax bracket, maybe higher than the tax bracket you are in before you die. And so uh, by leaving the, maybe you leave your Roths to your kids, but pieces of your IRA to your grandkids. And uh, then the grandkids can enjoy those withdrawals. Maybe it's 10 years of birthday checks. Maybe they've bought a house. They've gotten out of college. They bought a house. Maybe they're married. And they can use those checks for a mortgage pay down. The one thing that I always encourage my clients to do is make sure you communicate. I think these are cool ideas. And so if you communicate that with with your minor or the minor's parents so that the next generation can understand your view and your wishes, that doesn't mean they have to follow it. But it's shocking to me. It's pleasantly shocking to me how many people that I have that I work with that have inherited money and they say, well, this is what Uncle George would have wanted me to do, or this is, this is what Mom would have wanted. And so your ability to influence that from the grave, it doesn't have to be from a, a trust you've set up, which has all kinds of rules and things. It can be because you did a great job of communicating with people who really love and respect you, and they say, you know what, this is what Grandpa would have wanted. One other thing I guess I, I'll throw in here, you can change your beneficiaries as often as you want. So let's say that uh, you're late 60s and you set it up so that your 13, 14, and 15-year-old grandkids are going to be beneficiaries. Well, 10 years later, your grandkids are, you know, 24, 25, 26, or whatever that, I can't remember the ages I put on them. But the situation might have changed in your mind. And you can go in and change your beneficiaries anytime you want. Uh, so it's not like you're making a, a permanent decision by putting minors in as beneficiaries now. You can massage those beneficiary designations as everybody, including you, gets older. So lots of flexibility, as long as you're paying attention. So is this still, with all that said, leaving an IRA to a minor, still a good idea? Better? Are there better options or more efficient ways of going about this solution and problem? Well, I have clients that have done Roth conversions because they want to leave Roth money. To their um, to their next generation and to this you know to their grandkids as well. So that comes out totally tax free to everybody because you're paying the taxes on those before you die, and that can make a ton of sense depending on your tax bracket. I have never met with a beneficiary who said, "Oh darn it, I wish I wasn't getting this money." <laughs> Nobody says that. They all go, "Wow, wasn't that nice?" Or "I can't believe it's that big," or whatever gifting money to the people that are important to you will always be a good idea. This is one way uh, with your with your IRAs, which may be more highly taxable to your kids, to sprinkle some money down to your grandkids, maybe a niece and a nephew who are really important to you or whatever. 
or somebody even totally unrelated to you. You can name anybody as a beneficiary. Frankly, the younger they are, (laughs) probably the more they appreciate it because they haven't accumulated a lot of assets for themselves yet. There's all the details on what happened to the Stretch IRA and today's options. If you've got further questions for David, please reach out to him. 913-317-1414 is the number. 913-317-1414. Also online, coveryourassetskc.com, the place to go on the web. Lots of great information for you there. And we'll put that contact info in the description of today's show. David, thanks for filling us in on the Stretch IRA and giving us all these great details. Yeah, I'm working on a couple of... um listener questions for next time and uh, so I, those always I don't know it seems like forever since we've done a, um, a listener question podcast so that's where we're going based on what we've seen already I think it's going to be a good show we've been compiling some good ones so <laughs> looking have. forward to that uh, well thanks for joining us everybody we'll see you next time for those listener questions right back here on Cover Your Assets KC Advisory services offered through Creative One Wealth, LLC, an investment advisor. KC Financial Advisors and Creative One Wealth, LLC, are not affiliated. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. The information and opinions contained in this program have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. They are given for informational purposes only and are not a solicitation to buy or sell any of the products mentioned. The information is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. This material has been provided by a licensed insurance professional for informational and educational purposes only and is not endorsed or affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any government agency. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal, tax, or investment advice.